All right, let's do a show. Let's do a show. So, a little bit of a little bit of planking. Plank. <laughs> Hollywood Hotel. You're moving your release date to Thursdays. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood Anonymous. I am the Mary Brian Irwin. I am John Huck. Oh, also, I'm not willing to say it. Also married. That's right. There we go. Now you should say it. Fresh off the boat. We're T-minus how many days? Not even a weekend, right? No, not even a weekend. Saturday. Saturday. Ah, feels so good. What do you get? What do you get for the one week anniversary? You get uh... late, (laughs) and then eventually you don't get that. (laughs) Eventually that stops. (laughs) We just did a hack joke together. That's your first. Da 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 da. That's your. Hey guys, take my wife. What? (laughs) Your first married hack joke. Congratulations. There's more to come, buddy. Get them all in there. How many seconds into the wedding did somebody say, so when are you guys having kids? <laughs> oh, that's been going on they since. Did their little bow tie move and got out of there? That's been going on since way before the wedding. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's the first thing people talk about when you tell someone you're getting married is like, oh, when are you going to have kids? How many kids well, you Well, usually they ask, Why, are you guys pregnant? That's why people get married now, right? <laughs> the institution. That's my second... Married hack joke. You don't remember this part? We usually talk over it. I don't remember this part. Yeah, the yelling. It's confusing you right now. Yeah, I was like, I thought for (laughs) for a second, I was like, are your kids home? Like, I thought there was. No, it's the dogs. I trained them to talk. Oh, you know what? Because I wanted to know what they were actually saying to you in their moments of hatred. What do you think it is? You think I think it's probably like. Was that the Brian Regan joke? (laughs) They just say hey. Yeah. Hey. 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 Yeah. Brian Regan. So I hope that guy's going to be okay career-wise. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. He's I wish, I wish, uh, I wish, I wish, I oh. wish I was a fish. I, oh, um, wow. Um, do you know that reference? Is that Dr. Seuss? No. Uh, is that, isn't that the Don Knotts? That's the Don Knotts. Oh, the, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Tuna? Mr. Lippin. Li- li- limpet. The limpet. incredible Mr. Charlie limpet. the Tuna? Charlie the Tuna. Oh, the past. I made the kids watch. Mm. Um, well, this, this is going to end well. I made them. Yeah. I did. I did actually technically make them watch this. Uh, my wife bought me a Schoolhouse Rock I'm Just a Bill t-shirt. Uh-huh. I'm Just a Bill on Capitol Hill. <clears throat> yeah. Right? yeah. Just a lonely I, old Bill. Yeah. And the kids were like, that's really cool. What is that? So I made them watch all the uh, Schoolhouse, Schoolhouse Rock. Rock things. And they were just, they, for once, they were they thought that was some of the coolest stuff they'd ever seen. If you think about Interesting. it. Interesting, yeah. Those jingles, those were well, those were good, like little pieces. Look, they stuck with us. And- for anyone who doesn't know Schoolhouse Rock, it basically aired Saturday mornings like in between or during or before cartoons, right? Yeah. Yeah. After the after the you would turn on TV too early and it would still be the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Yes. Yeah. And it would just be that still painting and the camera's just panning back and forth on that painting. And then all of a sudden it'd go bars and tone real quick and then it would come into like um it would come into Saturday morning cartoons. That's I'm hilarious. old enough to remember Skylab when they thought it was going to fall and kill people. There was a Skylab, uh, Skylab was a um, something that they had sent up into the uh, orbit, and it failed, and then it was going to come down and crash. And oh. everyone's had everyone's heads, even though it was one small thing, it was, it was going to kill everyone. Well, once it once it breaks into many pieces, coming back into the atmosphere, uh, all the nuts and bolts. I suppose I don't remember. Come on. So speaking of breaking into pieces, you are married, and um, <laughs> you, uh, that's my, that's, what is that, number three? That's is that, I'm, um, I'm, I'm going to let you just handle them, dude. Counter? I'm going to yeah, let yeah, you counter? handle them. No, I, um, it's similar. You and Ian Bag now have something in common, which is <laughs> I did not show up to your wedding. I did not make it. Um, well, but you had vertigo for his. You were, <laughs> Ill, you were, you were physically ill for his. 
I just had collateral damage of life on this one. But the but um, underst- understandable. I mean, no one is. Did you watch the live stream? No, I couldn't get to it. Oh, really? So so Eddie Eddie Pence, a, a past guest who did make it up there, he and I stayed in contact, and I said, "Where's the live stream?" I said, "I think it's an app. Do I have to download an app?" I didn't really understand what the thing was, and then I dug through all my emails because he said, "No, you should have gotten an email." Which I went through all that stuff, and I could not find it, and then I just got really frustrated. And oh, gave sorry, up. man. Yeah, no, no, it's not. You have to apologize to me. You had a wedding to deal with, but my point well, was right. that I was going to watch. I just could not find it. Eddie was great, though. He took care of that man. He like he dealt with that company and set it up and and talked to the photographer about where to like. That was just some, one more thing I didn't have to deal with. It was nice. So, you, so you got up there. When did you leave? So let's let's go. Let's do a um um your last week uh, timeline. Um, yeah, you know, you got up there and you did your thing because you got married in a very small town. You, I mean, we were joking about this. One of the reasons why. I ultimately, in the end, was unable to go was because we ran the numbers and it would take quite a while to get where you were because it's not a, this is not a fly-in place. This isn't San Francisco. I fly from Los Angeles to San Francisco. You do, but boom. then you'd have to drive six hours. Six, yeah, so there was no like easy, there was no little guy with a prop plane on a farm. Well, Actually, there probably was, right? You could get to Reading, which was about- Still how far away? <coughs> there it is. We did it. Thank right. you. Well, we did. Some no, no, no. coffee wrong. No, we, you did it. We did it. Uh, it's about an hour away. Jay, okay, that's not bad. Jay Brown, former guest Jay Brown, guest of the show, uh, location manager Jay Brown. He uh, figured it out. Of course, the location manager. That, that's what. That that's out. the funniest thing is that I was like, because everyone else had these wackadoo plans of like, you know, they came into Reno. I had friends that came into San Francisco, and the, like to me, that was the silliest place to fly into because it was so far away because you could get to Sacramento. My brother flew into Sacramento and that drive wasn't that bad but it was only like four hours or whatever. So, you know, whatever people, but yeah, when I when I asked Jay how he got in, he's like, oh yeah, you know, Reading. I go, ooh, that's the closest airport. He goes, I'm a location manager. It's my job to figure out the <laughs> easiest and smartest way to get somewhere. That's fine. But he, you can't fly, he couldn't fly direct. He probably no, flew no, into no. San you flew Francisco. Into, then you either fly into San Fran or, or Sacramento or uh, and then I think it's Sacramento, and then you, or maybe Reno, but then you take a small plane to Reading because they have a very small airport. Yeah, everything. so then flying to one of those putt putt, get on yeah. a putt putt. And- but that's also where the men's warehouse was. But we had to go into Reading one day. We had to, we we forgot about getting a marriage Wait, license. There's just a warehouse with just a bunch of men in it. Men's warehouse, dude. You can go get as many men as you want. I had about. <laughs> I had about 500 men at my wedding. Uh, did just, everyone love the way you looked? I dressed, uh, <laughs> I, I guarantee it. <laughs> well, you can't let those shirts untuck because they got, if you rent one, they got barcodes on the, <laughs> it's like, what is this? I, I, the shirt was, a, I mean, the shirt was the, you know, no one cared about the shirt. So but. you didn't wear just a suit, you because it was kind of a laid back ceremony, right? So you actually got a tuxedo or what? No, I wore, I, I bought a suit. For you had, so you did. Yeah. It but was, everybody else rented. No, no, my well, my friends. We all wore. Where's oh, like the, the men's br- warehouse come in? All oh, this. I rented two shirts from them. I didn't have any any shirts to kind of like go under. I wanted an off white. Okay. So I just rented because I didn't, and I wanted cufflinks because I had these Cubs cufflinks I wanted to wear. Why didn't you just wear one of those t shirts that looks like a suit? Because that uh, I did that in a commercial for Expedia dot com. Because <laughs> uh. it would have said, "Hey, this guy's wacky." Yeah, that's what I wanted. I have, my friend Mike Weiner, who was actually in my wedding, is convinced that. At a sixth grade dance, I wore one of those bow tie tuxedo t shirts. Well, in sixth grade, I can but, see that possibility. Yes, the case. it is a possibility, but I didn't do it. Uh, like, okay. Why are you so adamant? I don't this? know because it do you bo- hate those? It bothers me that he thinks I did. I'm like, look, that's hacky, man. I can show you the pictures of what I did wear, and it's terrible. I had white pants. 
I like this. Wait a minute, uh, first off, you have a photograph from the time that he's referencing. Yes, he goes you, to this dance. I go no. Well, he hasn't seen the picture. It's like a, actually a hard copy picture that my mom has. Was it a special dance? Because I, I know that parents like to take pictures of special dances. Well, all the but see for us all the dances were. I mean, turnabout uh, was like when the girls asked the guys. Uh, the spring dance. They were all special dances, you know. Home, I mean, well, then you get to high school, and there's obviously homecoming and and uh, what and prom, right? Yeah. The only the only photographs I have of dances if I ever had to wear a suit. I mean, just regular dances. Well, what is a regular dance? I mean, you just going out dancing. A regular at a dance club? is like, where you are just going. The school just has a dance, and you don't have to dress up. It's yeah. just where you awkwardly first. It's your first time of thinking, considering considering asking a girl to dance, but you can't because you have a semi-boner because you, you don't know how to control yourself. You're like, where's yourself? my trapper keeper? Where's my trapper keeper? Because <laughs> you can't control yourself, and it's like, it sucks. Well, no, but see, we kind of You don't want to get anywhere near We anybody. had dancing in gym class that well, got okay. that got us dancing that because it was mandatory. You had to dance with girls. So you would but do... But that's not a dance. That's no, a class. No, but that's what I'm saying. So then when we'd had the dance, it was, they were all like special dances, as you say. Like, we all wore... Like, we all dressed up or were supposed to dress up, you know, as best you could or as much as you wanted to. And and then you would, you would, but then it was still, you know, the girls would stand on one side of the room and the. Well, and I, I don't know what it was. I'm trying to, now that we're talking about it, it's been a long time. I don't, I remember the last time I thought, talk about a dance, but, um, because the kids have them at their elementary school, which I always thought what? was a little bit odd. That yeah, they is have weird. dances. But it did get me to remember that the dances in middle school, which is what I'm trying to remember, and then the ones in early high school, it was mostly upbeat stuff, so it was mostly yeah, testosterone-driven, like where you didn't have to dance you, with somebody. No, and then when dance, the slow dance came on, you could that choose. was anxiety-driven. Like, if you were not one of the cool people in school that the girls liked, it instantly created this anxiety, right, that you had to immediately find a wall and get the fuck out of there. Yeah. And I, then you had to ask yourself the question... Do I want to ask a girl to dance, or were your friends like making fun of you? Like you got to go ask her to do it, whatever. If that's if that's the one thing, like if if I had a son, like if the one thing I could tell, like you know, wisdom I could impart on him, I would say like never be afraid to dance and always like ask girls to dance, like because as stupid as like other guys are definitely going to make fun of you, they're definitely going to make fun of you. That's going to happen. Yeah, but and even other girls might make fun of you at an early age, but. As you get older, if you don't have that fear, then you, you open a lot of doors. You open a lot of doors with the ladies. Life is, a, what you really should say is life is a series of rejections. And you may as well get used to it sooner than later because it's also a numbers game. Eventually, you won't always get rejected. So if you start at, at zero rejections, like that's your goal, you've already put yourself at a disadvantage. And that's what I did. That's why I was afraid to ask girls to dance. Honestly, that's not... in the semi-boner. But that's not what I was saying. I wasn't saying life is a, is a series of rejections. No, saying, I'm, I did. Yeah, I know. But, but, but like, my point is... Life like, is a series of but rejections. Women, but women like a guy who's not, like, intimidated by, one, what other people are thinking about them, and, two, like, isn't afraid to, like, come out and ask and be, you know, uh, stand up and... Stand up and dance, baby. Yeah, I guess. I, 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 when I look back on it, I still inside. I still, I still feel the emotions of uh, hatred for oneself. And uh, well, you know, that's the other thing. It's like I love when adults forget what it's like to be young. I'm like, hey, you know all the terrible things you feel about yourself now. Well, yeah. it was like that when you were younger. Yeah. They're just like they're just more now because now you have other shit piled on top of it. You know the funny thing is when I look back on my childhood, I literally thought I was. Um, 
awkward and completely out of shape. And you I've were seen right. my photo. You <laughs> no, were but the funny thing is, right. I, I finally look back on the photos, and I guess perspective is everything. I was like, what am I talking about? Because now I'm completely out of shape. And out of shape. Yes, now yes. I really know what it what it means, you know. And you I were wasn't growing back then. back then, but you also could play baseball. You were playing football. You were I running know. around. You could ride a bike. You were. I yeah. had a completely warped sense of self. Completely, still do have a warped <clears throat> sense of self. I, I hate think, my arms. Still hate my arms. Still hate them. Still, really. But they actually are due for a trimming. The arms are due for a trimming. I so. don't think, you know. I, I, this is dead hair. Look at this. Look at this. What does that mean, dead that hair? That means like if, you know, you know, imagine going to a crick, okay? And, and you see, <laughs> and unfortunately, an animal of any type has died because it drowned. That's what my arms <clears throat> look like. It looks like a drowned animal. Um, the so type of hair wait, you I don't have. get into a pool very often? Not without a long sleeve on. You get into a pool with a long sleeve shirt on? I put on? a long sleeve on. But, you know, a swim shirt, not like a dress shirt. I'm not putting on a long sleeve dress shirt from a men's club. Or what is a swim warehouse. shirt? What does that mean? You know, like a surf shirt. You know, the, um, the surfboard oh, like shirt. Oh, so like don't... an O'Neal? Yeah. I, put, I throw an O'Neal on. <laughs> and then you go in the pool? Yeah. And people are like, well, he just doesn't like sunburn? Well, yeah, which is weird because if you're inside of a hotel pool, there is no sun. So. That is a little weird. Yeah, yeah, I would say, what's that guy think I he actually, is? To be honest with you, I won't do that there. I just won't go swimming there. Yeah, hotel pools are kind of gross anyway. Yeah, but yeah. I also have a lot of, I have weird hair on my chest. And like and it's extra floats. long and it floats in front of me. Yeah. And that just looks weird. I can't. Yeah. And again, I'm not looking to hit on anyone. I just don't want to be stared at or I don't want people to get out of the pool because I'm the baby Ruth bar to them. You know I, I mean? definitely want people to get out of the pool if they think I'm disgusting. I can have the pool to myself. <laughs> All right, so back to the back to the uh, wedding. So um, it was a small affair, correct? It was a family affair. It, it was. It, we got it. We got it down to a good number. We invited about a hundred and thirty people. Is that that's classified small, right? What's classified big? Two fifty. Uh, to me, anything over a hundred is big. Oh, okay. So it still felt big to you. So we got sixty. Of the 130 that were invited, 60 showed up. Okay, so that's good, though. That's comfortable. That was that's chill. perfect, man. It was so perfect. The seating chart, everything, it was just, it, everybody fit perfectly. You know okay. what I mean? It was it was really great. Um, and it was the right amount of people that I could walk around and talk to and thank and, you know, spend spend time with. Uh, all these people without having to be like shake hands and then run to the next person because there's 200 people here and I have to, you know, somehow try to appease everybody. Well, in the end, not socialize. I just realized, you notice my mic sounds different. So I don't know how this happened, but one of these things here got turned. I was like, why do I sound like I'm talking to you inside of a tin box? Oh, yeah, you sound a little better now. Yeah. It's just, I sound, well, I couldn't figure out why you sounded so normal, and I didn't. I thought it was my headset, but it's Did not. it get turned? Did the button get turned? But, button got turned. I, Guys, I fixed don't the button. get turned. Or is, wait, no, getting turned is good, right? Yeah, this was a hurry up and 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 hurry up and podcast podcast. So I didn't uh, I didn't put the extra time in to fix everything well, properly. No, that's cool. I didn't mean to rush you. I just no, uh, you you had nothing to do with you. Okay, well then these are these are the days, my friend. These see are the how, days. See everyone, the podcast has nothing to do with me. <laughs> these are the days. Yeah, it has nothing to do with you. No. So all right, so you had a nice, comfortable group. We did, yeah, man. Um, and when did the celebrating start? For, on Friday, or was it before that? Well, you got up there how many days in advance? Me and Nicole drove up on. We went to see Dolly Parton on Sunday night at the Hollywood Bowl. And how was that? Awesome. And I'm not saying that to be sarcastic. She was like, for those people who don't, and we're not even that old, but for those people like now that are in their 20s, are like, what's up with the Dolly Parton thing? My childhood, she was massively huge. She was not just a country star. She was a movie star and a television star back then. Yeah, and she is super talented. And what I love about her 
is that if you have to, like, <clears throat> my problem with most organized religion is that the people who are in charge of it or the people that are most involved are the worst human beings there are. They're trying to stop other people from living their lives. They're trying to interfere with things that don't concern them. Dolly Parton is like when you actually think about what, <clears throat> on paper, what a good Christian person is, mm -hmm. it's Dolly Parton. Why do you say that? Did she talk about it? She talks a oh. lot about, like, she does sing about the Lord. She sings about God, which is not my thing necessarily, right? But at the same time, she backs that up with talking about how everyone should be accepted. Like, she is a bit, I mean, there's a reason drag queens dress like Dolly Parton. Do you know what I mean? She's a huge um, <clears throat> advocate for the LGBT, like, the all of it. Like, she is, like, with, a, for a woman who's, a lot of her fan base is, you know, probably <clears throat> Trump voting, you know, kind of rednecky type people because they because she's comes from that area and she talks about that well, grand too. old Opry kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she is she is a standout human being in like everything she's done for everybody else and the and the kind she's of, kind of crossed over. Like no one really hates her, right? Like that's the thing is like you no can't... possible way to. I mean, unless. You know, unless she's doing stuff I don't know about. No, but what I'm saying is that if you, which is based on I mean, what you're obviously I don't know her, so it could very well be. No, no, no but, but, but what I'm saying is based on what you're saying is that she does bring two different groups together, two groups that couldn't be further apart. Which is that if you're if you're extremely yes. religious, there were cowboy hats and you know gay guys running around the Hollywood Bowl, and no one night. cared because they all love the same person. And that's what I'm saying. It's like I've never heard people like pick a side with her and go, well. I'm do I'm done with Dolly Parton because she supports. Or I've she never heard. Open. I don't. I don't That's hear a I'm lot saying. of conversations about Dolly Parton. But I'm just no. But my, never. My in take general. on her is that she is on paper what. What, what someone who, who tells you to read your Bible should be. And who knew that that's what we'd be talking about right now? But by the way, she's, oh. is she still a great performer? Great she performer. Put on a show? Great performer. Great show. We had a lot of fun. But I wanted to what, do that what, before. By the way, we, I wouldn't have pegged you for this. So how did you guys even end up going to that? Uh, Nicole is a huge Dolly Parton fan. Okay. Yeah, and we have a painting of Dolly Parton in our living room. All right. But um, also, you are I, struggling over there. What's going I'm on? I'm burping. I'm <laughs> drinking coffee. I haven't had any food yet today. Oh, I lost my voice, and it's just... <clears throat> it's just starting to come back. Okay. But we'll get to that. All right. Um, anyway, so this, on Sunday night... You yelled enough. Yeah, well, Sunday night, I was fine Sunday night. We went to the bowl, and then the next morning I went and rented a van and loaded up that van, and then we took off... Loaded up with what? With, Why'd you need a van? We had to take... This wedding was pretty DIY. We oh, okay. had a lot of glassware, candles... Couches. Uh, stuff we borrowed from, like, Anthony and Caroline after their wedding, um, you know... Just, but that's okay. That's that's kind of cool. It, I mean, it's a lot it, of work for uh, you. But. It's a lot of work, but it, it was very cool. It, it worked out perfectly. Plus, I don't know, like, I remember you kind of complaining about minivans and whatever. I personally love vans. Okay. Well, I didn't see you pull up with your new minivan today. No, so. I don't have one because it doesn't make sense for me to have one. But when I was taking all that stuff up, I went and rented one of those vans where you pop the seats into the floor. I mean, they tried to rent me one. Stow and go, baby. <clears throat> they tried to rent me one where the seats didn't go into the floor. I go, this isn't. This you need isn't, stow and go. No, I guess this isn't going to help me. So we loaded up this thing and like, we took off. And the whole way, the whole way, I'm like, what do you mean, honeymoon? We could just live in a van. Like, why don't we just take a van? Like, and I, everything. I was like, God, the, the van, 70s. The van life, baby. The van life. Finally, about a quarter way outside of uh, McLeod, was his time. And $10,000 in gas later. She, actually, it wasn't that bad. Okay. But she was like, she goes, could you? 
could you please stop being so pumped to live in a van? It's uh, <laughs> starting to weird me out. The marriage almost ended over a minivan. It was just so funny because I was like, because I was like, is it weird that I think the van drive is like my favorite part so far? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I guess. So we got up there on Monday, uh, late Monday night, um, and stayed with her mom. Her, her mom rented a place. Uh, the town was so small; anywhere you were going to be was within walking distance of the ceremony. But uh, she rented a place there, and then we stayed there. And then Thursday night, we we kind of started doing our stuff and talking to people and getting the arrangements taken care of and getting the booze order and the pizza order and all that action going. And then uh, on um, Thursday night, other people. My mom rolled in on Wednesday, and then people started to come in on Thursday. Now, um, family wise, it was it was primarily family, right? You kept it really small in relationship to like friends and stuff like that. Well, right? yeah. Un- unfortunately, I had a chunk of my family that couldn't come. My dad's side, which is which is kind of sad because it, with a good representation of that side of my family, with my father not being around anymore, it would have been nice to have them there. However, um, they had a granddaughter get married on the Friday before. It's like I get it. You can't can't do that it's like look man and you know this now because you've already lived through it and i think i told you this before the wedding in some respects is not about you the wedding the wedding whole thing itself it's an event that brings a bunch of people together and you know you get you, whatever happens happens and the funny thing is barring a fight <laughs> of some sort all weddings in the end no matter how many people show up whether it's 30 people or 300 they're usually it's pretty sweet you look back and it's exhausting right and and but it's cool i will i will say um we had a super cool wedding, but also that, um, you know, just I, the people that, the, for, for us, like, it's, it wasn't even the legality of the whole thing. Like, I don't really care about that so much. Yeah, yeah. Like, basically, I wanted to have, like, this is someone who I've found that I've, I'm definitely going to hang with for the rest of my life. Like, we're... I, Next five I, to seven, good call. I, 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 love, I love this chick, you know, and, I, and, I, and the people that were invited are a good... Not really even cross section. They're a good group of the people that formed, helped form who we are as people. So, like, they helped with this. So, basically, I wanted to have a giant love fest where we just, everyone professes how much love everyone has for each other. How did that work out? But you can't do that because the old people will be like, I'm not going to the woods in McLeod to smoke your weed and hang out in your teepees. (laughs) So, we had a wedding instead. But it, it turned out to be the exact same thing. And and Nicole's mom and her brother and Jay Brown and Eddie and uh, a couple of the like Jevin these a couple of these people that came in that didn't have to do anything really stepped up and helped because it was a DIY like the pictures are online there are people you know other people are posting them I'm not putting them necessarily out, I'm clogging my feed with them because I feel like that can be annoying a little bit. But I'll go and like, and you can go to the hashtag, and it's you know, see all the photos of what it looked like. But they did a really good job, and there were so many like everybody who, everyone who came that I knew said it was the best looking wedding they've ever been to, and 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 some of the most fun they've ever had. So, so now you can is that, are you going to put that on IMDb or how do you how do you work how that do I work that credit to your success? I think I'll just start having uh, MCs bring me up as <sighs> yes. best wedding. People have ever been. I mean, to. but look, and I'm not taking uh, obviously Nicole, her mom, her brother, like the lights, the tables, the centerpieces, everything they did was what made it look good. I just showed up and moved stuff around. And like, who married you? Did you have some? Did you do the friend family Tim, thing? Or Tim did, Prey? He did. Okay, Tim so Prey you did. You was had the officiant. Some, he now did he have to it. get it before? Or did he already have? Yeah, it? Yeah, no, he had to get it. He had to get it for this, and he 
absolutely he crushed killed it man he, he was O's. so good uh we each wrote our own vows they were quick both our vows i thought were good we didn't share them beforehand um tim killed it my brother my brother who everyone was like two people kept asking me two things three things this was the funniest thing the first one was are you nervous and my response would always be uh yeah, I'm nervous. The Giants have won the World Series coming out of the wild card. I'm scared shitless of the San Francisco Giants <laughs> because those games were happening that weekend, yeah, right? Yeah. And they were like, about the wedding. I'm like, no, I'm not even, I'm not nervous about the wedding even a little bit. So before the wedding, Tim, who's terrified of public speaking and is like pacing around outside, reading, going over his notes and shit, like, like a comic about to go up on a big show. And I'm like, <clears throat> just standing there, like laughing, like having a good time. The pictures of us look like he's ready to shit his pants. And it looks like I'm about to run off into the woods and, and go to a That'd party. That'd be funny if he cried and ran away. You're like, dude, can you just finish? <laughs> oh, please stop. What we started here. Yeah. yeah. Has anyone seen Tim? <clears throat> but then my brother, people were asking me if I wrote Nicole's vows. I'm like, why would I? That's insane. And then they would ask me if I wrote, if I was going to write, if I had written my brother's speech for being the best man. I'm like, I'm not going to write a speech about myself. I'm not going to do that. I told Jeff all he had to do if he didn't want to talk was stand up and go to the bride and groom. And then everybody cheers and he can sit down. I just wanted him there next to me and hanging out and, and being around. You know what I mean? And that's all he needed to do was best man. He, his wife helped him, but he wrote a killer speech. Like he did one of those, like if you've ever seen, you know, if you know John, you know, he's a stand up comedian. Uh, if you've ever seen him live, you probably think I'm an idiot because there's so many jokes about him in there, right? And then he says, uh, and I'm not good at public speaking or talking in front of a crowd, so I'm just going to do, I'm just going to rip off John's speech he gave at my wedding. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, I'm just kidding. Which he got a huge laugh, but then he's like, I'm just kidding. And everybody, Jay, me, and my friend Mike, we were all like, you should have just gone. I've known Jeff for a long time. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You should have just gone into the speech. Like, right, just actually done it? <laughs> well, just, just for a, a line or two, you know. Yeah. But, but, he, but he really, he killed it. It was short. It was perfect. Uh, he did a, such a good job. And he was, you know, we did it right. He went up first. And then her bridesmaids. How was that? Uh, her bridesmaids were, she had five bridesmaids, or four bridesmaids. And they, together, they weren't, there was no, like, maid of honor. So together, they gave a speech that was very very they've known each other forever right they've known each other forever so it's just they've all been in each other's weddings and they're just they're good friends you know and it was really it was a nice well put together um speech they were it was you know people cried and then did you cry uh you know what i cried a lot dude i could barely get my vows out it was uh, oh really yeah it was hard man right. you know what? it's an emotional time i thought i was gonna be more i was like just be a robot just be a robot just be a robot and why i did have a good line in the middle of my vows I was, okay good i'm <clears> glad you're writing jokes in the middle of your vows, i wasn't but. writing them, it just came out but i go <clears throat> usually i go i'm sorry i always i always cry when i talk into it because i had a little lav mic on and i go i always cry when i talk into a microphone and people start laughing i go it's just usually on the inside <laughs> Oh, which I thought was still. I still got. I still got a, a joke. The, was the were the microphones for the live stream? Uh, no, it was for the to, so people could hear because we were outside and uh, I, it was just one lob. It picked up me and, and, uh, okay. and all three of us, and I just wore it. And did either one of you guys sing to each other? No, uh, but dude, Jana, uh, Jana Thorne, Nicole's roommate, who was they were roommates when I met her. She absolutely brought the house down. She came, like, after the speeches, like, my brother talked, the bridesmaids talked, and then she came out 
stood on the dance because the tables were set in a U around the dance floor, which, by the way, was awesome. An awesome like way to just have everyone right in the same area. But she came out and sang to the way you make me feel. She wrote new lyrics, and they were all about me and Nicole. It was so funny and so well done. People were like, "Could you get a copy of that? Do you have a tape of that?" A copy? She sell, should be selling them after the she, show tonight. She read the lyrics. She had. I mean, she was so funny. I was dying. It was. It was like the performance that everyone's like, "Wow, wow!" That was. That she was, brought the house down, as she, the kids like to say. She really did, man. She really did. That's what the kids. And say. then we partied until like three thirty in the morning, man. We had a we had a great time. Like I saw the night before picture that Eddie sent me via text. Well, yeah, we went karaokeing the night before. Had some yeah. pizza and beers. That, well, you definitely had beer. That was the picture I got. I got three three beer John hand. Oh, I saw it. I and I said to him, "I go, but, oh boy, this no, no, no." Have- that was anytime you saw that, I was actually taking those beers to other people. I swear to you, All right. there. I didn't get the. I was more. So this wasn't rainbow room, rainbow room. No, God. my brother was back in town for two days after the wedding in L.A. and we got drunker watching the Cubs Giants mm-hmm. game three than we did the entire. Like I was more hungover the next day after that than I was either day. Friday night, I didn't start drinking it. I actually, I drank all day on Friday. Oh, we God. went through way more. I ordered beer. Your liquor bill was was high for the. Yeah, party. we didn't have any liquor. Not liquor. I saw your alcohol bill. But yeah, but the alcohol bill was like. Higher than we thought it was going to be because I more than the whole wedding. <laughs> no, dude, the wedding was not that bad. But I will say this: without my mom and without Connie, uh, Nicole's mom, you know, we wouldn't have had nearly what we had. Thank you, John's mom and Connie. John's oh my mom, God. I apologize for not being there. But yeah, she from was. What bummed. I understand, a couple people thought Eddie was me. So hopefully he that did, he did that. Ha- oh my God, that was so funny. That kept happening over and over. Like, oh Eddie Pence, I know Eddie Pence, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, because we, you know, I figure we talk about him enough. He's been on the show. Maybe they've looked him up. And yeah. And they were like, oh, yeah, so uh, I, I just didn't recognize him because the the blacked out eye. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, that's Brian. But that also makes sense that they don't know what you look like. And they don't know my name. They just called me Eddie. That's totally fine. That, that goes with everything they, that's been going on. They all life. have a bun- They all have Garrett Morris disease. That's right. <laughs> they, they just call you Eddie, yeah. call you different names. Who are you? Who is this? Um, yeah, but but I mean, like I said, uh, um, everybody, it was it was. It was just a lot of fun, man. Everyone had a really good time, and the and uh, you know I was stoked that the people. I had high school friends that had never come out to visit me in California, make it out. You know what I mean? That's like, good. Yeah, when I say I should say grade school, because we were all the girls were like, well, "How did you guys meet?" And they would say it, you know, at the rehearsal. And I was like, and all my guy friends were like, "Well, I got you beat on that. I've known him since second grade." And and then I had you know my college friends, but. Did anybody get Did anybody get super drunk and embarrass themselves at the wedding, or did everybody kind of stay? Uh, uh, you know, I mean, people, was there anybody that normally doesn't get that? This is the weird dynamic of of weddings: is that people who don't normally go out anymore, yeah, like this is their this is a big event for them, and sometimes they, they get too crazy, excited, right? they get a little bit too crazy on the alcohol, yeah. and it's and you see Auntie JoJo or Uncle yeah. Bobby get a little bit too much that you've never seen him in that environment before, and you're like, "Ooh, well, this is new." Did you get any of that? I'll say this. I'll say the smartest thing. I don't think the place, we, the venue we had it at, um, allowed it, but ha- not having hard liquor was the smartest thing. Because so you just did wine and beer. We did wine and beer, yeah. and the people that and were marijuana. there. Oh well, yeah, but that wasn't like available, you know. And <laughs> it wasn't my, an, oh, it wasn't a cash bar with marijuana, right? And then my friend Chris pops out with a bottle of Pendleton whiskey, which I'd never heard of before. And I was like, "Hey, man, you can't have any hard liquor out here." But ooh, look but, at you being a cop. But come to my room, we can drink it in there, you know. So I was like, you know what? It was kind of getting chilly. I'll have a, I'll have a little nip of this whiskey, 
And man, I am not kidding when I say it was the smoothest whiskey I have. Uh-huh. It was dangerously smooth. I was like, I could fill a glass of this yeah. and just drink it. So like you that's made out not with everybody that night. I oh yeah, that's said. what I. No, that was like the last <laughs> sip of that I had. But like without hard liquor there, because even a, a friend of mine said it. He goes, you know, I've been to weddings where people like, and oh, he's been. To, he was home going to a self pour wedding where you made your own drinks. No, and I was like, oh my god, you're no. kidding. He's like, people were throwing up in the bushes before yeah. the ceremony was. Yeah, I go, yeah, dude. People can't control themselves when things no. are free. So like, we just had the beers that I like, the beers my brother likes. But we all we just drank beers. The, the most of the women had wine, but a lot of them were drinking beer too. And if you wanted liquor, you could come into my room, have some whiskey, whatever, you know. But that really helped people not get too messed up. You yeah. know what I mean? And with that being said, the adrenaline of how much fun we were having, I literally, like, by 3.30 in the morning, we were all upstairs in the venue at the pool table. Mm-hmm. It was like me, all my groomsmen, Nicole, some of her bridesmaids, my bro- like, we were all just like, Jay Brown was there. We were just dying. I was laughing. That's the seventh Jay Brown reference you've made. Dude, Jay Brown. Brown, he came in strong, man. Apparently. He came in strong. Colston made it. Well, Colston had Colston made it. Reference. We had we had the comic who uh Brian McWilliams who ran the show that we met at, right? I tried to invite my friend Malik. He couldn't make it. Well, I invited him, he couldn't make it. But Malik was the guy who asked me Did to he get do his that. Ear show. On something? <laughs> and then Doesn't he have those hoop earrings? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh they're called no, he has discs. Discs or whatever they're called, and where then, it can get stuck on a doorknob. And then uh, Colson was there, and he was the guy who basically made us connect. So, like the people, you know, Son of a bitch is doing production on your life, right? Yeah, He's yeah. Like, the kid's good. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Everyone there though was was fantastic. It was so uh, most of this. If we just removed um, uh, the word wedding from it, it just sounds like a high school party. Uh, when you when especially when you got to the well, we were all at the hotel drinking illegally. We're having some having some well, but barnhouse no, whiskey. No, we were this was keeping the, away from the law. The guest house was a giant bed and breakfast. We did it on the lawn there, and then like. But thanks for taking me seriously as a fan. It was, yeah. a, it was a wedding. It was yeah. a party. You guys, no, it was a family affair. And the you know, just, my, my remo- suit was almost Cubs blue. Oh yeah, Cubs cufflinks. We'll get to that in a sec because some amazing things as Cubs fans happened recently. But that uh. must have been. You know, you you joked about that earlier, but that had to be a little bit of an you know when you're a huge sports fan of a team, and your life kind of interferes with something that's important, especially when there's something on the line, not just a regular game where they're going to play another fifty that year, but you had a, a, a mini conflict to an extent where the fact that you had other things going on that was going to cause you to not necessarily be able to completely view it, so you must have got a little bit of anxiety, right? The only thing. Um, that was the only anxiety I had was about that series. Yeah, um, we had the game on the. We had our rehearsal was our rehearsal dinner was basically a welcome dinner. We invited everybody. My mom got we got pizzas from the place next door. We had beers, and the game was on the big screen in this hall that we were in. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and there were a lot of there's a lot of Giants fans up there. We were actually in Giants country, so yeah, every time I'd go in with a hat on like a Cubs hat to the market, there'd be the guy behind the counter in a Giants jersey going. <laughs> Yeah, right. And yeah, like, and you, yeah I'm, I'm getting married. Okay, so why don't you just leave me alone because I'm getting married. <laughs> well, did you, they, did, you, did you do that one? No, okay. no. Uh, but I did have to go into the, on my wedding day, I had to go run into the market in my blue suit. And the, everyone was like, oh, hey, look at you, electric blue. And like everyone had a comment. I was like, all right, all right, all right. Looks like <laughs> someone's doing some lounge singing this, later. This is a town of 250 people. Oh, so they're like, they knew who I guy? was. They knew who I was. I was marrying Nikki Huffman's <laughs> granddaughter. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay, that's hilarious. Um, this guy, but uh, so so the <laughs> this, game was on freak. Friday, and we watched it. We didn't leave the bar until or the hall until that game was over. Uh-huh. 
and then game two was on during the wedding, and I swear to God, man, I sat down at the table. The ceremony, we had the ceremony. The ceremony was five minutes long. I guarantee it didn't go any longer than that. It was so quick. And then we were out, right? We were out at the reception. We had some do some a couple more pictures. We did most of the pictures before the wedding, mm-hmm. and then we went right to dinner. And as soon as I sat down... Mm-hmm. Colston came over with his phone and just put it on my thing with the with the game on. So All they, right. Well, as long as you didn't try to sneak one in there during the didn't, vows. Didn't, oh, no, no, no. Didn't have to. Didn't have to. I mean, the game hadn't started yet. We got married at four, and we were done by four. a little headset. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, transistor I'm, I'm, radio. I'm actually like, uh, I love the way you, God damn it, Rizzo. Can you just <laughs> please hit a home run? No. So we watched that game, and like. You know, on and off. I didn't. It didn't. It didn't take my day over. I didn't let it like, mm-hmm. you know, ruin the day. And I didn't. And she understood what I was doing. Like I was never like Nicole can't know that I'm. I love the Cubs. You know. And her brother is a Dodger fan. Like, there's a lot. There's a, the family loves baseball. There. That's a good family. Tim Tim Prey had some of the funniest lines. He was just like, it's crazy that Nicole is marrying into such a powerful and rich family. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm like the Huck Dynasty is something else. Huck Dynasty. <laughs> Oh, hilarious. So the but, Cubbies, yeah. by the way, so that's oh, good. Oh, man. Congrat- welcome to the team. I see you got the ring on. That's congratulations. You decided to do the ring. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is not. I love that, it. That seems to be like a new thing. I didn't wear I didn't wear my ring for a really long time, not because I don't know. I noticed you have ring. it on now. It depends on, I don't, as you know, I don't really wear watches. I wear nothing. It bothers me. I've got the ADD thing where I'm constantly fiddling with it. Yeah. And sometimes I don't like the fact that sometimes my hand swells up and it bothers me, so I take it off. So I we had the discussion before we got married. I said... I may not wear the ring. That doesn't mean that I don't love you, but I may not wear the ring. And she was totally fine with it. But if, but over time, I just got tired of fielding the conversation from or from people, the questions from people of like, why I don't wear it? As if somehow or another, it's disrespectful to my wife. And I know out here, it's weird because a lot of people are actors or actresses, and they don't want people to know that they're married for whatever reason. They think it like hurts their career. So they don't wear it for those reasons. That's not why I don't do it. And now, I, I, now I, if I can wear it, I will wear it now, and I've been doing pretty good with it. Yeah, I, I have no, I, I, I'm, I'm happy with our ring selection. Like I gave her my grandmother's ring was a, was the. Um, Does your grandma en- know that you gave it to her? Or did you just take ring. it from her. I just took it from her. I robbed my grandma. grandma. Can I see that ring for a sec? And then I run. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> Um, but that yeah, was the engagement pretty... ring didn't cost me a thing, you know what I mean? So when we had to spend a little bit of money on these, I was like, yeah, these are okay. And then I like, they look like, it's funny, hers fits right inside of mine, actually. What do you mean? If I put the size my, of if it? If I put mine down, she can drop hers right in the middle little of mine. Little lady fingers, <laughs> big man hands. Mm. Gherkins. <laughs> so that cubby stuff, though, man. Dude. I was so uh, anxious. Are we, are we, we can th- talk about the wedding more if you want to. I just no, dude. I mean, look. I just. I mean, if anybody who listens to this show that like a guest, we've had the guests on the show that helped out. Jay Brown killed it. He was so Jay fun. Brown ninth reference to Jay. So Brown. fun to have there. I was so happy he was there. Um, you know, Colston was so fun. Like my brother and Colston, let's <laughs> really get along. So that was really fun for me. Like just everybody who showed up. Like my high school friends, Chris, Mike, Kathy, Terry, like. Their spouses came with them and shit. You know, it's not. It wasn't an easy trip to make, and uh, and you know, it was fun. My friends Chris and Heather drove from Wyoming. Like there was people that came in, and my relatives. They're not like super nimble travelers, you know. And then they made the trip and everything. And my cousin Scott and his wife Kate were great. You know what I mean? Everybody loved them, and 
It was just fucking Eddie came up. It was just fun, man. It was just fun. It's good you did that because you'll realize as years go by that'll be the last time you see a lot of these people. Not in a death way, but there's a fact that people just don't get together like they used to. So no. you know, life life takes over and that's, you never see them again. So thing. it's good that you were able to have a, a, an event that was important enough to bring certain people together that you probably would never see if you hadn't gotten married. I yes. guess. And the, and the live stream that we did for guests that couldn't make it, like was most people that got to see it and they were very you know they were very they had nice comments they were very, i was glad like my aunt and Wait, uncle, were people live commenting no i don't know what well, live comments but like you could comment on the email but like did you have sponsors no your stream no no okay so you didn't make any money well then what's the point all right, yeah. No, so Cubs Giants married is to crush it. Is, is to Cubs crush Giants. The gifts and oh, you a gift, by the way. I'm going to put you in line with the last three fucking weddings that I went to that I've completely forgotten. You to don't give owe gifts. me a gift, dude. No, that's the rules. Go. It doesn't matter. What do you mean it doesn't matter? I mean, I can't just gift you me and my my, my kindness. <laughs> Everybody wants a little bit of something, uh, right? That's how that works. I get you a bath towel or something that I can find uh, in the house. Oh, thanks, man. Might have a leftover one. You give me something. a pack, a winter Packer hat. That's right. So the um, I can have the exercise ball over there. If you want. I'll never use it. So the um, uh, maybe the push up bars. Cubs Giants. Cubs Giants. Dude, that last game. All right. So j- you referenced this earlier. What people don't understand is like every other year. The Giants have been crushing it. They've won three World Series, so they're kind of like creating their own dynasty. Now, granted, um, not a lot of the guys are there, but it's similar. If you follow baseball, then you understand that that when when teams just kind of get in that zone, i.e., like the Cardinals, where they just something about the playoffs when they get there, they can they just, just get into rolling the rolling over everybody, and you can't explain it. It's just a cultural thing that happens with the teams. The Giants have found that culture, and that was what makes it scary. Even though they kind of eked in, but so that's you, like they've won a World Series by eking in before. Yeah. And if, and if any team can do it, it is them. So here's what I didn't like. I didn't like the fact that in the last game, which we all now know that the Cubs pulled off, which is an amazing comeback, being down 5-2. to One two of the, the bottom, craziest the comebacks in postseason history. It didn't expect it. I no. almost turned off the TV. Almost was, got an go Uber. Something. Almost got yeah. an Uber and was like, I'm going to watch like, this. Yeah, I don't know. I did the same thing. I was like, I was pretty much done. I had other things I needed to do, and I was like, okay, there's going to be a game five moving on in my life. Uh, but 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 leading up to that, that I, wouldn't have moved on with your life because that game five, I don't think they could have won that game five, even though it was at Wrigley. I, that game five scared the shit out of me. I was like, you got to win it in San Francisco, win it now because who knows? Like, and Crawford's home thing that bounced off the wall that was only a double, yeah. that would have changed the entire game because the Cubs would have only scored one run, and then that wouldn't have been enough, and then that, the Giants would have would be doing looking at game five tonight, yeah. and I would not be wearing a Dodger hat right now. I'd be crapping in my pants. Yeah. My mom was like, "Oh, I hope the I hope the Mets beat or I hope the Giants beat the Mets." I'm like, "Mom, no." And she's just thinking cuz last year the Mets took the Cubs out. But the Mets had such a depleted rotation. There was no way if the Mets would have beat the Giants, we would have manhandled the Mets. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And that's my fear is that like and I'm not trying to piss off Dodger fans, but the Nats are way more scrappy and way way more anything can happen this way anything can happen yeah yeah so the two things that i didn't like one of them i I, in the end i thought was kind of funny was that you know obviously pop culture still focuses on the curse so of course they had that thing where like the streak versus the curse because i really do believe that joe madden has done a really good job of like moving away erasing that that from the players mentality that as part of the deal absolutely but then there was this shot of this knucklehead, and I get it. 
You're, it's in not a your goat team. mask. Wearing the goat mask. And so when when this happened, I was like, there you go. Okay, now it is done. You need to move on from that stuff. You brought your little silly Billy goat mask to the game, and you thought that was going to be hilarious. And in the end, you're the sad guy in the goat mask because your team lost, and you're out of the playoffs wow. now, so walk yeah. home with your goat mask. He can on. take the mask off. It's the people that paint their faces that I feel the worst <laughs> for. You're like, that's like having like a you know a bumper sticker from a losing candidate on your car. Like, <laughs> you you're can't like, get uh, off? Hey, Dukakis Benson, are you done over <laughs> there? Like, oh, yeah. I, I painted my face and we lost. Yeah, great. you're an idiot. By the way, great game. Feel good moment. Um, it's very rare. For those of you who don't know, like that type of comeback in sports is almost like not since the 1986 Mets has a team come back in the ninth inning to win from a three game through a three run deficit. Yeah, so it's pretty crazy. So it was. It was. It was as a, as a sports fan and as a Cubs fan, it was really exciting to watch something like that. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. It was a feel good moment. It was awesome. And also, I was texting with a friend of uh, kind of a friend of mine that is uh, no, he's a friend of mine that is a San Francisco Giants fan, and uh, he was actually at the wedding, and he was kind of he was very respectful of what was going on. He didn't try to because it could have gone either way, you know. I mean, the the whole thing, the Giants are terrifying. And uh, I texted him. I go, yeah, that was a great series, and it just sucks because every Giants fan I know is actually a cool a cool person. So there is no real. You can't rub it in there. It's not. It's no fun to like go ah. No, because they're just nice people that are like, hey, now I hope the Cubs win, and you're like, great, thanks. Yeah. Like most most of my friends, my real friends, are they're genuine fans of the sport. So if their team can't win, they don't then turn it off and say fuck the sport. Okay, first off, I want to be clear about something. One, I don't feel bad for the San Francisco Giants because they've won three. Of course not. No, no, no. I don't that, feel bad at take all. Take that. Remove that part of it. But the second of all. Is if you're if you're any type of moron that feels the need to punch someone in the face because they don't like the team that oh. you like or in any way, shape, or form want to get in a fight with somebody over sports, a team that you have no other affiliation to, and the fact that you buy a hat or you yeah. go to a game, you buy some, you give them, you give them money, they don't yeah. care about you. You are a shallow human being on the inside if you genuinely <laughs> judge someone else because of the team that they like and it's not your team. You're just a loser in general. And the only reason why I say is we see this out here. We've seen Giants fans and Dodgers fans get into fistfights to the point where it's almost killed people. And you look at it and you go, really? Yeah. Do you think at the end of the day, anybody on that team gives a shit about you? Two shits about you and you're willing to end someone's life or your own yeah. over that? Like, and to also, me, that's just so crazy. Also, I get just, the fanaticism, but not that It's extreme. just high-paying entertainment. Like, yeah. you should be entertained. Like. It's fun rooting for your team. Like, <clears throat> look, if there was a game five tonight in Wrigley, I would be at home sweating it out with everybody else, you know, but that's part of the game. Yeah, but like, here's the thing. You can't take it too... If they lose, you can't take it too seriously. I remember back in the 90s, the early days of the Brett Favre stuff, when the, um, the, the Cowboys were still like the Kings. They were, they, were, they were dominating. And the Packers every year, the Cowboys, that was a team they needed to get past in order to get to the Super Bowl, right? And so like every year, the anxiety was getting more and more with Packer fans. And I remember that the, uh, uh, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel's front page for that Sunday morning before that game was discussing uh, suicide hotlines and all the things that the emotions that you go through, that there are places to get help if the Packers don't win. And I remember it being such a jaw-dropping thing to me that that you would take it that far, that you would feel that emotionally distressed about Dude. your team not making it there. And I'm, I'm not mocking suicide. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying it's like you sh you can't. Don't identify yourself to that extreme, I guess. Is what I, that's, that's what shocked me. My friend Kerry uh, in college when I was, when the Packers were in the first, first Super Bowl, because they did two in a row, right? Mm -hmm. And they won the first one. When they were in that one, 
the morning of that one, I was like, I called my friend and I was like, I was in college, I was going to school in northern Wisconsin, so we were all rooting for the Packers and sure. this Brett Favre was killing it and we were loving it and it was just fun. It was fun, it was just fun. It was a lot of fun, you know. <clears throat> so we were like, well, we're all going to this bar that we've watched all the games at to watch the Super Bowl, whatever it is. And uh, we're going to be down there by like 11 a.m., so you want to come down and meet us. And she goes, oh, no, no, I have to I have to work. And I go, you have to work? What are you doing? She, she volunteered at the uh, woman's shelter's hotline. The abuse oh, hotline. I know where this is going. And I was like, the abuse hotline? She goes, yeah, because no matter what happens with the Packer game, those phones are going to be lighting up. And I'm like, oh. Like, I'm planning my whole day just around getting shit-faced and hanging out with my friends. And there are people that are, like, so mentally deranged that yep. they're going to punch their spouse over a touchdown or a field goal or a sack or I mean, it just that it to me is insane, and oh. I and I know what happens with other sports, but it happens more with football. Football brings out an aggression in in, in crazy people like that. That like again, it's that sports fanatic. I I I like if you want to make fun of me for liking the Packers, I definitely want to make fun of you for liking the Packers, and you do. I don't care though. I laugh it off because I think it's well, right hilarious. because I'm not coming over and kicking you in the dick and like threatening your family and like breaking windows yeah, in your house. But you can josh me and have fun with it. Josh, if you don't, you josh know, you. Well, I've got I can josh you. Yeah, that's a very Midwestern thing to josh each other. <laughs> ah, you're joshing. Don't josh yeah. me. But you know what I mean. I don't care. I think it's yeah. pretty funny if someone ever walks up to me and says, you know, you're like, you know, the friendly rivalry I have with you know with Nate, Nate when, yeah. when when the Pat when the Patriots play the Packers and we and we 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 mess with each other. Sure. And like, who cares? That but see to me that's sports. Like that's fun. Like. There's nothing wrong with that style of back and forth. It's it's when it's uh, aimed at people you don't know, and it's violent, and it's angry. And you're like, dude, it, this should be like, it's funny. Because either way, at the end of the day, Nate doesn't go, oh, my God, the Patriots lost to the Packers. I'm going to go whip rocks at Brian's kids as they right. go for school. <laughs> right. Like, it doesn't, that doesn't happen. You know what I but mean? But that like, being said, you and I talked about this. Uh, when I went to go see the uh, Cubs play uh, at Dodger Stadium, I chose to not wear a Cubs hat because I just wanted to be left alone. That and that's because f- that's depending on where you sit and what people say to you, it could go both ways. And I also had, uh, you know, I have to bring my kids, and I want to make sure that my kids don't have to hear things unnecessarily. That's, what, that's the sad part is that that uh, I've been with people even recently as this baseball season that have just ruined it for a dad and his kid, and I'm like. Look, my dad didn't take me to a lot of baseball games, mm-hmm. but I can so see. You, so he didn't love you. I can. That's not what I said, but oh, okay. I can see how it's a pretty big bonding experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? If like I had a son, I'd want him to love baseball like I love baseball. What are your memories? That's the thing. If you're gonna go, I remember the first game memories. my dad took me to was a White Sox Tigers game, and that's the only time I was ever at Comiskey Park. The rest of the games I ever went to as a child, my mom took me, and they were all Cubs games. Yeah, and you don't want to. Your memory doesn't want to be your dad going. Fuck off and leave me and my fucking family alone. That's not the memory you no, want from no, a baseball no, game. No, dude. Unfortunately, the White Sox were terrible. There was no one around us. No, what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. is I'm just talking about in general. Yeah, you didn't, yes. he was yelling at, at empty was just, seats. He was mad at the team. He was mad likely. at Bill Veck, who was also sitting out there with him. <laughs> Sorry if that reference goes <laughs> over everybody's way heads. Way old, way old. Yeah. But, but you understand what I'm saying. It's yeah. just like Look, man, sports people are, who just don't care about that part of it, it really bothers me when they just they have no respect at all i don't and here's the thing i don't care if you get a little bit sauced and i don't care even if you swear it's how you use the language and who you use it at exactly. and how you behave if is you're the like thing. if you're mumbling ah oh, this fucking guy can't I hit don't care about that it that, doesn't even bother but my if kids. you're like i'm gonna fucking rape your family because you're yeah. a piece of shit because you got a hit against the team i root yeah, for yeah then it's like 
Dude, now that's why. I mean, I remember going to an arena football game. Went to one of those things. Do you want to apologize now, or should they apologize? I think to they you, should or? apologize to me. I think they should. They, it was the most ridiculous game I've ever seen. There were was fat it the dudes Anaheim waving. Kiss? Their, no, this was before that. This was the okay. L.A. Avengers versus the Arizona Rattlers. And at, I've, I think I've told this a million times, but at halftime, the Avengers were down. Uh, oh, yeah, 34 to 17 yeah, yeah. and the guy comes on he's like oh, ladies and gentlemen the second half of your the Arizona Diamond Arizona Rattlers 34 LA Avengers 17 would have been, been more excited to see the Arizona Diamondbacks take the field at that point oh, dude, it was out, just right? but, but I could see fat dudes there taking their shirts off waving them around and I could see their kids looking at them and I'm like you're breeding more of that your your kids are going to think that's acceptable behavior at a sporting event and you're breeding more of that it's just bizarre to me because there are sometimes you go to games and I don't mind talking a little trash to some of the fans and having fun with it. But then there are other times when I'm like, yeah, I fear that I'm going to get into a fight with these people if this goes any further. Well, it's just not worth it. Again, and what's, what's the what's And, the, and what's look, the that's why I, people are like, oh, man, if they play the Dodgers, are you going to go to the games? I go, maybe. Only maybe. good seats. Maybe. Gotta, there's certain seats you can if pick If someone invites fun. me, maybe. <laughs> exactly, and is willing to pay the high price to keep you, you know out of that. you know what I mean? But otherwise, like, it's hard for me to even watch around groups of people, even if they're all rooting for the Cubs. It's just hard for me. i got to be honest with you. And, you know, I've, I've, if you watch sports on television, I, bravo to anybody who can actually enjoy themselves watching their favorite team in a, in a visitor's park. I don't enjoy that um, because you can't really let totally loose I, I feel like it's better just to watch it at home where I can control my environment and enjoy it I don't I don't get a kick out of going to a visitor stadium I, 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 I agree with you to a certain extent I will say this that when I was in San Francisco I did I didn't see a playoff game but I did see Giants Cubs and I will say the Giants fans were some of the nicest most well behaved. But you can't friendliest. totally let loose though right I no mean, I mean we were cheering we were there was four of us we were going crazy but it wasn't like uh, you know, it wasn't obviously like being at Wrigley, and I and then I went to City Field to see Cubs Mets, and I was going up the elevator with these and these two guys in Mets jerseys turned around, and I had a Cubs jersey on, and and uh, one of them goes, "Hey man, kind of hope you guys go all the way this year," and I was like, "Oh Jesus, that's not what I thought was coming out of his mouth. Like I thought it was gonna be like, hey man, take that fucking thing off. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> shift. Yeah, it was like, but but people have been." Uh, you know, and maybe it is just because it's the Cubs, and maybe people do see this as I, like. I highly doubt they would have said that if you had a Red Sox hat on. Oh God, no, God, no, God, no! And that was kind of another sad thing that David Ortiz's career ends with a three-game sweep. But I'd rather have him get knocked out by the Indians than get knocked out by like the Cubs. Former coach coming back, manager, former manager, dude, Terry Francona. Because they ran that guy. I out of town, love man. the Indians, dude. I love the Indians. I think they are. That Blue Jays Indian series is going to be something to watch, man. That's going to be good. Me and the fam took a trip. Me and the fam. Me and the fam took a trip to uh, to Cleveland this year. And oh, I got to be yeah. honest with you, I enjoyed it. I think it's a great city, and, and I used to make fun of it like everybody but else. But that did. loser chip, that loser chip is gone. Now they're walking with their shoulders high because of I'm LeBron, lo- dude. I know, but I'm but I'm just saying it's like it. It was an interesting city to me. I'm sure, like any city that its size, it's got its problems. But I was just. I, we enjoyed our time there, and I thought, and I would, and I think that this is good. I think what's going on here right now, it's good. I think Cleveland is like one of those like cities that I feel like America Cle- should stop making fun of and be more proud. I of. feel like Cleveland is like Reno. It's like the biggest little city in the Midwest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like because you don't hear like 
Well, more murders in Cleveland. Not saying people don't get murdered in Cleveland, but you hear like Chicago, it's like there's 4,000 a day. It's like insane in Chicago. And I want to be clear. You people should know that in Cleveland. By you is people, where, he means listeners of the show. Well, the A Christmas Story house is in Cleveland. Yeah. Okay. So one of the, one of the most watched, yeah, Ralphie's house is there. So one of the most watched movies of all time of, of, of the holidays takes place in that city the the mall did you go to that the malls and see we went to the house did yeah. you go to the house because yeah. you can go in did you go in yeah but the inside of the house was shot on a stage in canada the outside of the house and all the outside stuff in that neighborhood yeah that's all there as well as the mall was there the mall is what brought them there the house was a secondary thing the house was supposed to be filmed in i think pennsylvania or somewhere wherever that writer is from yeah but because they were already filming the mall there they decided to go look for the house and they found the house there but isn't that funny? Because they tell you it's it's Indiana. They'd say they're in they're in well, Gary. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's yeah. okay, I'm sorry, that's where they were gonna do it. But they because they, they couldn't find the right mall in Indiana, they ended up over yeah. there. That's, oh, what, yeah. that's what it was. Sorry. What a great oh, effing movie, man. I can watch that thing over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. And I do every Christmas. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean but Cleveland like and Drew Carey brought a little notoriety to it, you know what I mean? But like they got the I, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They got the. So I told you that Drew Carey was wandering around with us. But you didn't. I don't Hall. think you talked we about it on the show. We didn't know because he didn't have his glasses on. I, it took me a sec to recognize him. But what I thought was amazing about that. Wait, so just to rewind, Brian, Brian and his family were in me and the, the boys. Rock and Roll. Life uh, was working because she's legit. I took the boys to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he's vacation which was, dad. Yeah, <laughs> which was not. They got more out of the uh, uh, out of Canton football, yeah, the football pro football Hall of Fame than they did. Um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think they were a little more. They, they're not. They don't understand the true history. Not of yet. It. Not yet. They'll get it though. But I see. I had my Rock and Roll Hall of Fame moment. You know, I used to tour bandage bands back in the day. I don't know if you know if Brian started in radio. Uh, this wasn't a radio reference, so but I'm going to go ahead and. That's good that we got that out of the way because it is God. it is important because that's where it all started. Because mm-hmm. I helped a couple bands like the Guffs and uh, Citizen King get some radio airplay, which ultimately turned into a um, some uh, record deal for the Guffs. But the um, so that was radio. The um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, I used to tour manage both the Guffs and Citizen King, and one of the places we got to play at was CBGB's in New oh York. Oh my God, that's awesome! They have the you know because it's gone now. Yeah, and I did get to hang out in there. I did get to see the shitty bathroom. I saw the whole thing. But they have in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they have the awning. Oh wow! And so for me, it was kind of cool. It tied a part of my past. To go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and see something that I was literally a part of a band. I didn't just go there as a spectator. I right. went there with a band that performed in there, right? And I, and I remember going over and going, kids, 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 kids. Because I, I didn't know it was there. I got really excited. And I give them the whole story. And the blank stare, because they're 8 and 11. It's just they're not there yet. You were in a dirty bathroom. The, bl- <laughs> the awning was neat. <laughs> the You're blank, disgusting, Dad. The blank stare yeah. was just, it just wasn't any th- anything there. But our our, our um, previous guest, Jeff Castellas, um, he uh, managed a fit in the tantrums, and there was some of their their uh, costumes were in there. So I t- I took a picture of that in text. He didn't even know. Yeah, I mean, look, and, and I think <clears throat> like you can say being being a part of that is is. I just thought it was a new. I had no, no idea that I had any tie or connection to it. It's awesome, but I also feel like if there's stuff in there from a live show you did see and you were there as a spectator, that also ties you immediately to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Like, like when I see stuff that like, oh, that's a guitar that Jerry played on this show. I saw that show. I was at that. Show. Did you like, have you been there? No, I haven't. Okay. I haven't been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I want to go very badly. I mean, look, my whole thing is like you know, got to go to Major League Baseball. I got to get to the base. I got to go to the baseball one. Right. I got. I've got to go up there. I want to plan like a. Vacation vacation to go up there i really want to see uh cooperstown man like yeah, i want to spend part a of the week deal. there you gotta do it and just hang and see everything there yeah. is to see up there so so anyway we're wandering around and then i did a double take i'm like that guy looks like 
Drew Carey. And at first, and this is during the week, it's all kids in there. It's all field, field trips. trips. Yeah, all yeah, yeah. field trips, not a lot of adults. <laughs> but no one realized it was him. Like normally people like will recognize you, but they don't say anything to you. They'll just let you be that guy. But they guy. stare at you and they whisper about you. But the reason why I thought it's funny that he didn't get mobbed is because... I'm like, didn't the dude from here like this? He is sang his a song hometown? called "Cleveland yeah. Rocks" to open his TV show yeah. that lasted 12 years. Like, yeah. But sure enough, he wandered around and he got to enjoy it, which is great because that without guy everybody getting all up yeah. in his grill. So I thought that was pretty cool. That guy is really funny, man. And but I had one of those awkward moments. He seems too. really nice. Yeah. So as we're walking in, I'm taking and, and I don't know how you feel about this because this is this is a, there's a fine line of being a douchebag and a caring person. We start walking in, and I was going to do a picture with... I put the boys with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame behind them outside, and I start taking a picture, and this guy goes, hey, you want me to take a picture? I'm like, absolutely. He takes the picture. He's like, hey, you got any money? And I was like... And I was in that moment, like, I'm with my kids, and I don't like being put in that position because I felt like it was a bullshit lie. Like, you only helped me to get money. But his attitude on his side was, I performed a service for you, why don't you give me a buck or two? He was obviously homeless or whatever. And I was like, and I got mad. And I was like, no, man, I don't have any money. I'm like, let's go, guys. And only because I thought, that's bullshit. You shouldn't have done that for me. You should have just done it. You should have or said, for a dollar, I'll take your picture. Yeah, something. But then I felt bad because then I felt like I was sending a message to my kids, disrespect the homeless, don't give money to the homeless. So I always go back and forth with that, but I was so fucking pissed that I felt like I got to take advantage of in the situation that I just was like, I didn't need his help. No. I was taking advantage because I take people's pictures all the time. I'm always like, hey, whether it's after a show or right. I'm out. You know, we live in a city where we get a lot of tourists. And if I happen to be walking past and I can stop for a second, I can tell that other person wishes they were in the photo. I'm like, I'll take your photo real quick, right? You know, it isn't like, you know, National Lampoon's European Vacation. Where I, steal it. <laughs> I steal everything of theirs and I run away, you know? But I will say, you are correct. He performed a service. There is something to me, I, like, I believe he should have said, hey, for a dollar, I'll take your picture. He should have been upfront about it. But there is something about it. at least he's not going, hey, give me money. He's like, I did something for you. You know what I mean? Like the, I thought he was helping the guys put load in some gear next to him. He uh, had nothing to do with them. Yeah. So it, the whole thing was just yeah. weird. Anyway, yeah. I, I hate that concept of, yeah, you'll learn when you have your kids on accident. When you have them around <laughs> like that, that eventually um, that kind of stuff happens and you're put in a position where you have to make a decision, not only the human thing, but you have to wear that they're watching. Yeah. And that, how are they going to behave in the future? Yeah. Because I want them to have a heartbeat and I want them yes. to care. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I don't want them to assume that every homeless person's a fucking drug addict thief and that's the only reason. Right. And they deserve everything that, that's happened to them kind of right. thing, right? Anyway, Cleveland is awesome is all I want to say. Except yeah. for that guy. Indians, they, they start playing tomorrow against the Blue Jays. That'll be a great series. And, and, uh, and well, we won't talk. We'll, we'll see if they end up playing the Dodgers or whatever. But I agree with you. It's like it's hard to go to. A playoff game would be really hard to go to. Though I got to be honest with you. I know it's been a long time since the Dodgers have also gone to a World Series. But I believe, having gone to enough Dodger games, that if the Cubs and the Dodgers were to play, and if for some re- weird reason the Cubs were to clinch at Dodger Stadium, I think the Dodgers would pay respect. Oh, the, I feel the, like the, that's the, the type Dodger of fan orga- base that with an organization that would understand the monumental accomplishment, even if it's happening on their turf. I well, don't think they would get booed out of the stadium. I don't either. But here's also I agree. I watch High Heat with Chris Russo on MLB Network. I think that guy is so smart. Like I can see how people would be annoyed by his voice or whatever. But like he after the Cubs lost that game three, 
uh, you know, Arietta hit a home run, and they were celebrating the dugout like they had won the game. And it was like I was watching that, going, "You guys need to calm the fuck down." I disagree. I love the spirit of it. I love the spirit of it, but then let's get back to business. And I felt like it didn't get back to business. And then they made five errors that game, dude. Yeah. Like so, Russo tore them apart. As everyone else was like, "Well, it was the Baumgartner game, but we didn't lose to Baumgartner. We lost to the bullpen, and the bullpen for Giants is shit." Yeah. So it was like that was bad news on our part, you know. And uh, on the on their part, Cubs part. But so he had about the Nats Giants game today. He I was watching him this morning and or Nats Dodgers, sorry. And uh, and he was like, "Look, the Dodgers as a franchise can afford to lose this game. They'll be all right. Like they lost Kershaw for three months. They've had they've been plagued with injuries. The fact that they are even in, you know, after standing still while the Giants ran circles around them in the last couple series is crazy. And they, but they have enough talent and enough potential." and enough stuff that they can get in the offseason that they'll be okay next season, whereas the Nationals might not recover from this for a while. Do you know what I mean? It's not going to be like next year is like, well, we'll just give it another shot. It might be like everyone's gone next year, and like it might not be the same thing. So it's, 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 as much as it's a must-win game for both teams, it's a must-win game for the entire franchise of, of the Nationals at this point, I think. And I agree with that. So they're, and they're scrappy, man. And that Jason Worth, I don't like him, but he comes to the plate. Man, he can hit home runs. How dare you not like another beard? <laughs> right. It's not like Jeep drivers. We don't all have to be buddies. <laughs> you notice that you ever wave at other Jeep drivers? I do not. What? Do they wave no. at you? No. Well, I, try, I, I try not to look at them. Oh, dude. Jeep drivers always wave at other Jeep I drivers. Wanna, I don't want to. I don't. I'm, Get I'm in not the in club, club, bro. I'm not in a club. I'm not in a well, club. Well, I'm going to join a minivan gang. <laughs> yeah, we're going gonna, gonna to roam this. Dude, I just want. God, I worked with this kid, Mike O'Hara. He was not the Mike O'Hara who was in New York, but who's also very talented. Um, but the Mike O'Hara who like goes out and if you look on his Instagram, he's like traveling in Yosemite and but he lives out of a van. He's lived out of a van for a year and I'm like, God, I'm jealous. No, you're not. Oh man. Give it a day. I could live. Give out it a of day of living in it. And, I can live out of a van. I can live out of a van if we had a, like a reason to be on the road. Like if we were seeing ball games every day, or if uh-huh. we were going to you know uh, some some Grateful uh-huh. Dead, some Dead and Company shows, some you uh-huh. know, uh huh. Remember that part earlier when I was telling my tour managed van or bands? <laughs> yeah. We did those well, in bands. That's I, why. That's why I, I wouldn't I've, do it with I've five lived. other dudes. I would not even know. about that. It's yeah, about it's lower back about pain, that. buddy. It's about lower back pain. Lumbar, that's all it is. lumbar support. <laughs> no, just you need more emotional support than anything when you spend your life in a van. The uh, um, no, it's you know whatever. Teach his own. If you can do it, rock and roll. I could never do it. Yeah, I could never do it. Spend too much time in a van. So uh, some exciting things that you missed while you were gone. Yes. Uh, I'm going to skate over. We had, so we had a screening of Frozen Peas, the movie that I, um, I, I co-wrote. And, Music and in produce, and everything, uh, color corrected. We're all done. Final cut. Had a great, successful screening at Los Angeles Center Studios. Everything, everybody was... Downtown? Uh, yeah, and here's, here's what the Where only thing I will, Terminator 3, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Among other things, downtown. But it, it was very successful. A very great. It was a, it was a great turnout. Um, the main cast uh, showed up, which is not always uh, cast and crew screenings. That doesn't always happen that often. It wasn't a premiere. It was a cast and crew screening. So we've moved on to the distribution cycle now and trying to make that you know get that all taken care of. What was the overall response? Uh, thumbs up. You know the thing is any any time you're not making a studio movie and you're making an independent film. It, independent films, because of their budgets, will always, I don't care what the size of the budget, it is independent, so it always has its limitations. And everybody is aware of that when you are in production. The independent films, at some point, because they're not backed by a studio, has limitations. So when people leave after filming, there's always that element in their heads of like, I'm really not quite sure what I really got myself into until I see it on screen. That doesn't mean that doesn't happen with studio films, too. Studio films end up being for shit all the time. 
But the point is, you don't go in with that mentality because right, it's a studio-backed right. film. Right. People came out, and we know this. We're independent filmmakers. They were doubled down with their excitement because they, they had, really yeah. it was way more than they expectations were, were so, so in the garbage. They were like, <laughs> if if I could, if the sound is synced up with the actor's yes. lips moving, I will be happy with the movie. If it was eighty percent well lit, if right? Was, yeah. like, if there was only one boom shadow, yeah, exactly. So. Because we just went to the nines and we, we, we shot it and ran it like it was a studio film. And we knew that, but they didn't. They left going, I had no idea. And some people would take that as offense. We didn't. We knew that they didn't know what we knew. And so we felt like we had accomplished our goal. You know, look, cast and crew screenings, obviously everyone comes in amped up anyway to be just excited to see the movie that they worked on. There's something personal but, for them, but also but they can always leave disappointed. But I was going to say, there, there's an amped up, and then there's also like this, because every time I go to watch a movie that I was like, only been twice, I guess, but the two times I've been like, like half me amped up, the other half is like, oh my God, you're going to have to be able to freeze all your emotions and pretend it doesn't suck if it sucks, you know what I mean? Like, it really gets terrifying, especially just on a performance, like just from a, an, an actor level watching yourself what you gave and you're like is this any good this might be awful yeah. I, I might have ruined the movie and what I love is that Jamie Kaler uh, showed up and he obviously a, a past guest was also in the movie and he's very like he's very blunt and, and honest oh yeah things. Jamie will tell yeah but, but not in a negative no 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 but he's just blunt and honest and yeah. it was so funny to talk to him afterwards like he was like Dude, I, I mean, I mean, I was happy for you anyway. But like, I could just the way he was doing it. He was it, so happy with he how he was it doubling looked. down. On, yeah, on how pleased he was. And then I got three Mike Nelson hugs. Mike also came. Good. I love Mike Nelson. And that he, guy is he was so great genuine. In the movie as well as, and I knew again. I had already seen the film, so I knew how well he had done. But he, it was it was awesome because yeah. he was just he really was just like again he's that classic guy who's probably done a lot of independent films. Oh, Mike's been in a his, bunch of stuff. Yeah. So his expectations, and so afterwards for him to just, you know, whenever you get extra hugs, like, you know, the like, they're really excited. They're genuinely, and he, admit, and he admitted he doesn't yeah. normally want to hug people after some of the stuff that he's seen himself in. So yeah. there was just moments like that, that were, uh, that, that's, I think that's stoked. great that, that actors, even if they had small roles in the movie, that they were ecstatic they were glad about that, that the small role they took. Cause then, because then that goes in their reel, and then that's a movie they were in that they can point to and go, you know, because you guys, look dis- that'll get distribution. You'll get on Netflix. You'll get on... And, and those two guys, Jamie and Mike, and the scenes that they were in... and, and Were they in together? Mo- no. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, they were. Yeah, oh, they okay, were. Cool. But uh, Jamie was in a separate scene as well. J- each one of them was in two crucial, what I would call big scenes in the movie. Big moments, right? So each one Turning of them had, uh, yeah, and they, they had very important parts in the movie um, that also that that are memorable as well. Yeah. So, um, in in that respect, I think they were also excited as well that those that those memorable moments hit. It worked. It did yes. exactly what it was supposed sure. to do, and and they were cast to help make sure that those moments happened the way they were supposed to. So anyway, yeah. Anyway, so that was exciting. The funny thing I wanted to add is that I had a really good week uh, in entertainment. The week of my wedding, I had an Ally Bank commercial start running. Okay, and, good. And then uh, my my super st- episode of Superstore I was on. I had a really small part in the show, but but that ran on the Thursday night before the wedding. And then the night of the wedding, <laughs> Playboy TV ran the Talking Dirty. It's still uh, on. 
Yeah, ran the Talking Dirty uh, segment that I was on with Dan Cummins of me like playing cornhole while chicks take their tops off and stuff. I don't. Okay, it's really funny. The other one's great. Let's get back to this. A yeah. couple things we just uh, in discovery. One, I didn't even know Playboy TV still existed. It would still exists. Where on on like if you go to your Direct TV, you can find it. You got to order Playboy the Playboy channel. Uh, I need to delete all those channels on there anyway. And lock my kids out. They're starting to get to that age. Thank you for letting me know that. Second of oh, all, oh, they're good. Yeah, because you can just press a button and order, it and it goes. Not right that to they your can't bill. find everything on the internet. No, but you're right. No, I make it easy. Make it as hard as you can for them. Don't yeah, make it. It's easy. only a matter before one of their douchebag friends comes over here and tells them what you can do. Exactly. We've all been there. Oh yeah. Back in our day, it used to be magazines. We'd always well, find yeah. out which parent had the dirty mag at the witch house and you wait until they weren't around and you force the kid to go get his parents dirty magazines and that's when you I still remember the one time I did it and we pulled out the wrong ones it was ones where people were urinating on each other Uh-oh. and we went from like let's just see some nudity to like what are why they doing why would you pee on each what, other yeah what's happening here yeah yeah so I, pee is for sex there's some really funny like just about like because we used to like you should be in the woods you used to find playboys in the woods, woods? basically like an old you abandoned off, barns you and shit shouldn't touch that stuff well, of course not but dude you're a disease just want to see boobs yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. i mean you're but, willing to take the risk of call yeah yeah uh and then what was i i was gonna say something about uh oh so anyway i want to go back to my question and hopefully remember my question is what were you doing on Playboy TV, and when did you shoot this? Dan Cummins, com- yeah. comedian Dan Cummins, very funny, very uh-huh. generous uh, comedian, uh-huh. uh, has a show uh-huh. with Andrea Lowell called Talking Dirty, and it's on the Playboy channel. Oh, okay, it's like he has a, a show on there. The this is show. current. This isn't new from like 10 years no, ago. No, this is current. This is okay, current. Okay, yeah, okay. We shot this like two weeks ago. Uh, and uh, they it was crazy because I PA'd at Playboy for a little while back in the day. I was That's why I was confused. Okay. I, I worked on... Um, Sexy Girls Next Door. I was just I did coffee runs and helped fans and tried not to make eye contact with the models and whatever. But but you did. But my boss was really nice. His name was I won't say his name, but he was really nice. And and when I showed up at this thing for Dan, I was like, Hey, is that guy still here? And they're like, Yeah, he's right here. He's like, Hey, man. And I was like, Hey, I PA'd for you a long time. He's like, Oh yeah. And we like, it was just great seeing him. And like the crew was great. But show was really simple. It's like they they're the hosts and they have me and another guest on and we kind of shoot the shit a little bit and, and then we played like you know cornhole or bags or whatever you call it with the beanbag and you throw it it was like ski ball cornhole but everything you got there was two models standing at each end and they had to take off a piece of clothing if you got it in the right hole or whatever it was just <laughs> it was just funny it was oh super easy it was so really wait a minute fun. so you guys paused the wedding reception and that's then what I kept telling the Nicole family. I go we're gonna bring out like a, a 70 inch TV and just watch this you know could you imagine how uncomfortable with that, with all the nanas and papas that would be there? Well, also, I, I was like, I should record a CD here. Why? I, I, I just get get it get it out of the way, dude. Record John's new, wedding. A new hour called "At My Wedding." At my wedding. Why not? Where's all the laughter? Oh, we'll put that in later. Later, yeah, yeah. Come on. Man. Where did it, where's everyone going? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but I just thought that was really funny that they were like they told me the date It was going to be on October eighth. I go, that's funny. It's the night I'm getting married. That's hilarious. Well, you know, listen. So, did you record it? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I don't have a Playboy channel. Oh, okay. Well, did somebody record it for you? Did uh, you get it? Did you get a DVD of it? Like a DV tape or anything? I didn't like get that? a DVD. You get a VHS copy of I it. I got a Blu-ray. I got a laser disc <laughs> version of it. Laser disc is it two laser discs because you had to stop in the middle of the movie and put a second one in. Yeah, it's a fifteen-minute segment, but I definitely had to. So angry that we had to go through a time where, like, we had to we we weren't even allowed to just watch something when we wanted to. That's the one thing that angers me. What, what, what? that shit? What about Freebird being broken up into two parts on the tape? And you're like, why am I flipping this over to hear the rest of the song? Why wouldn't uh, you make this song eight track tapes too? They would click, click. 
I'm gonna go over to the next set, over to the other side. Click it. Just to, yeah. Why would you do that? Exactly. Why would you not put, put the whole off? song on one side? You weirdos. Ran out of space, man. Ran out of space. Fix that. Physical. Who's space. your engineer? Good lord. Yeah, kids. Do you know what physical space is? Yeah. Do you right? know how to run out of physical space? I was, dude. I was recording music <laughs> with uh, this kid, Trevor Boyer, who's a very talented drummer and also responsible for me doing the voiceover in the China Queen of the Ring movie. Um, but we were recording music one day at his his like kind of he got a studio and. Uh, we st- we, we kind of stop in the middle of it all, and I go, "Are we out of tape?" <laughs> and, he, and then there's just a pa- like a quick pause, and then laughter, like, "Yeah, out of tape!" Like that's ridiculous. We should just have another podcast called Busy Signal, so that and just literally just talk about everything that ki- people will never understand. Yeah, but why? I mean, we've moved on, isn't it? The I wasn't being serious, but that's okay. No, but I, Brian's so that's already, two things that you've questioned. Brian's already started an email chain about trying to get another podcast going called Busy Signal. I'm getting, <laughs> an email chain? I'm getting texts about it already. Already? It's already happened? It's already happening. It's already gone live? It's trending? I, did, hey, I hashtagged this conversation? Sh- should I have Snapchatted my wedding? I don't... Yes. Okay. I don't even know what that means. No, me neither. I'm just kidding. Um... Wow, good. I think we finally got to like entertainment stuff and, and, and Hollywood stuff there at the end with your movie. We did? Yeah. Sure. Um, what is the next step for our that? Life. Distribution, baby. Yeah. It's got to find a home. How do you... We're getting positive feedback so far. That's the key. Look, it is a flooded market. Yeah. It is a massively flooded market. So anything that we can get, we're going to push very hard. I got some plans. I'm trying some new things. I'm really working hard right now to try to... I mean, look, the, the, my attitude about... The reasons why I moved out here in the first place, I'm going all in. I'm going all in, and that's the thing is if you're – I don't care what you do in life. At some point, you can't half-ass it anymore because otherwise, you're going to wake up one day and you'll be like, man, I'm just too old for this shit, and what did I do? I'm just going to be mad at yourself for not going all in. So right now, I've been given this great opportunity to, to you know work with these people to you know help write and produce a movie. And it's getting a great response, so I need to ride that wave and know that it's never going to be easy. No one's just going to roll over and give you shit. So you got to fight. I mean, look, man, log on to Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, HBO, thousands of movies all over the place. You can get buried so easily. I want to. I want to matter. I want to. I want to stand up and be counted. And it's like, but you can't do that just by hoping. Yeah. Bust your ass, and it just never ends. Making a movie is not easy. It is not easy. It's hard to write it. It's hard to, to um, get the money for it. It's hard to shoot it. It's hard to edit it. It's hard to distribute it. Every step has its difficulties, but you just got to roll with it. And I'm enjoying the process, to be honest with you. I mean, it's hard, that's but I'm good. enjoying it. But that's good. I mean, if you you know, if it's genuinely not enjoyable, oh yeah, that's kind of gross. No, you if, look, if, if it's very easy to 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 find this process miserable. The, the funnest part is making it. Yeah. The funnest part across the board is should the be creating. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The rest of it is business and, it's and business, meetings but and paperwork it's, and emails and horse shit. And, find a way to challenge yourself and enjoy it. I mean, look, yeah. I think we got a great shot. That's all I can say at this point. I can't predict the future. But I, but I, I know that I'm proud of the product I made, and that's, so are the people that were a part of it. That's all you can ask. No, it isn't. You know, our uh, Leonard Roberts, Nelson Franklin, and Andy Como, who are the three main characters in it, um, they were there. They were happy. I was happy. Alonzo Mayo, who was the director of it, was happy. Everyone was happy. Yeah. You know, everyone was, was, was glad that it got done the way it did. Like I said, I get three hugs from my, I got three Mike Nelson hugs and a Jamie Kaler thumbs up before you Ubered away. So, two guests this is have good. been on the show. Yeah. The other guys will eventually come on the show. It's just that we're waiting. Yeah. No, no, no. Let's do that when it's time to fucking yeah. pop it. Unless pop one of them gets too now. big and doesn't want to talk to us anymore. Ooh, would that be me? You're worried about me doing that? 
very concerned. I can only host from my bed now, Brian. Is that what it is? We're, we are couching it now. This is important that everybody should know that we are officially couching it. Well, I just I'm had s- this whole thing of coffee, so I've been like sitting up. I haven't fallen asleep You're at sitting all. up. I'm semi-laying down. Yeah, last couch you napped, so it's Ooh. good that you're actually doing the- Dude, um, it was tie-tie. I get, it's good that you did that. I get worn out, Brosif. Well, that's it. I, th- I don't have anything else today, man. I'm just glad we caught up. This was a good post wedding. It was a good, was a good post wedding. I just again, the people that showed up that were there. I mean, I can't thank you enough. We had such a nice time. Uh, thank you for not listening to the podcast. For everybody that goes to, the, to John's wedding. Well, right. Yeah, there's very few. Mike, Wa- Mike Wainer will listen. I think my mom will listen. My Mrs. mom, John's mom. Thank you. so my much. My mom was Sorry. such an intricate part of the whole thing, and obviously, without her, uh, you know, it would have just been. I told Eddie. That and this is a Buck Rogers reference, um, the Buck Rogers with Tweaky. And I told Eddie that if he could just hang me around his neck, you know, FaceTime, I could have just I could. Walked you know, around. Tweaky has um, uh, the doctor hangs around his. Yeah. I forget what the, what that what what the yes. beady 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 Buck and then the other the guy that talks around Tweaky's neck. I wanted to be the guy around Tweaky's neck whose name I forget right now, but you know yeah. that would have been kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, hey everybody, what's going on? We tried to, creepy. We tried creepy, to live stream part of the the reception too, but it just gets so dark, and it's just like what I wanted to do. Here's what I wanted to do: I wanted to put a live stream up of the reception near, kind of near the bar, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> and just have it turn off and turn on in twenty minute increments. So it, it's on for twenty minutes, then it's off for twenty minutes, mm-hmm. then it's on for twenty minutes. So that every twenty minutes, like every forty minutes, you're seeing somebody. The people are just drunker. And drunker, and then it ends. You wanted to end it with like everyone with no shirts on, like laying on the ground, right. and like having like what happened, and then just cut the feed. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah, it would have been hilarious, but it got too dark, and then people aren't going to watch people party all night. That's just weird. No, well, so, well, at least a couple, some creepy people would. But I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe my friend. When I put up the live stream, out, my friend responded, to, "I'd rather watch a live stream of the honeymoon." Rawr. Oh, <laughs> like, no, pervert. Yeah, no. All right, man, and then they, every once again, thank you everybody for your emails and your contact with us. Keep it up; we love them. <laughs> yeah, more questions love, too. You know, we love uh, interacting with with you guys. So thank you so much for doing that. Whether it's on Twitter or Facebook or sending us a direct email, the bottom line is uh, we love the interaction. It's been it's been great. So thank you for that. Yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, you, uh, I'm sorry I didn't get you a gift. Don't worry, you don't you don't owe me anything. Okay, well that's on record. Everybody, you guys heard that. Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe 